0: And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Almendorf. On the phone line with us today is Dr. Paul Kangor, professor of political science at Grove City College, executive director of the Center for Vision and Values, and it's a think tank policy center. He's also a visiting fellow at the Hoover Institution on War, Revolution, and Peace at Stanford University. Dr. Kengor, it's an honor to have you on with us again.
1: Well, Dan, I always enjoy doing your show. Thanks.
0: Um, I just want to say this up front, and that is uh, Redeemer is nonpartisan. But what we do, often do, is we'll talk about issues um, because we believe that the Scriptures apply to all of life. It was Kuyper who said, "...there's not a square inch in the whole domain of our human existence over which Christ, who is sovereign, overall, does not cry, mine." And so we kind of act that out here at Redeemer, and issues are important to us. And so at times when we talk about an issue, uh, it may sound like we're being partisan, but we're really not. So with that, uh, Dr. Kangor, um, I've noticed, I think you have and many people have noticed, that uh, there seems to be a a fresh interest on the ground (laughs) uh, among some of the folks here in America pushing towards socialism – uh, even some of the candidates are running on a socialist agenda. And um, have you noticed this, and uh, what do you make of it all?
1: Well, I've noticed it for quite some time, Dan. It's been going on increasingly increasingly more common in recent years. And um, yes, I don't, I don't want to be partisan either, but a very, very clear matter-of-fact point here is that there's a particular party, it's called the Democratic Socialists of America. Actually, it's not a party, it's an organization. And it's better known by the acronym DSA. And the Democratic Socialists of America can proclaim themselves to be the largest socialist group in the United States. And they now claim to have about 40,000 to 50,000 members in total. And they are their candidates, which they're running around America now with with really kind of shocking success i mean not they're not electing hundreds of them but, but they're electing a surprising number of them and they're all running not in a dsa party but they're running in the democratic party so so they are these dsa candidates members are running in the under the democratic party ticket And so, yeah, we don't want to be partisan, but look, none of them are running on the Republican Party ticket. And, you know, this isn't necessarily uh, an endorsement for the Republican, but it's something that I would tell people, uh, especially people who are more traditional Democrats, kind of uh, John F. Kennedy Democrats, Harry Truman Democrats, pro-life Democrats. Uh, You know, there's not many pro-life Democrats. In fact, Marjorie Dannenfelser's group said that says so that you can now actually count the number of pro-life Democrats in the House of Representatives with uh, with just two hands. It's, it's mm. down to down the single digits. But they are uh, they're running people like Alexandria Ocasio Cortez in New York, who defeated a a, a, a long time uh, kind of not a liberal Democrat. He wasn't a moderate, but in, in New York. And in my neck of the woods in western Pennsylvania, we have two candidates, Summer Lee and Sarah Inamorato, who are on their way to the Pennsylvania State House. They're going to be, they'll be sworn in in a few months. And they're running unopposed. They don't even have Republican opponents. They defeated traditional Democrats in western PA, the Costa boys. These are their cousins, well-known kind of political family. Um, you know, it, it, Italian, um, you know, Italian Catholic Democrat family in Western PA. They lost to Lee and Inamorato, who are members of the DSA chapter in Pittsburgh, which only has 600 members. That's it. But of the 600 members, two of them are on their way to the state house in <laughs> Pennsylvania. Yeah. And, 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 and not by running in the DSA party, you're running in the Democratic Party. So this is a very real force that's out there right now, having success, and I just gave you three examples, three names, but I, I could give you at least a dozen more from, from around the country.
0: Yeah, it's very interesting, and sadly interesting. Um, now, we live in a constitutional republic, at least we still do here in America. Um, what's the, um, How would you describe a constitutional republic, Dr. Kengor?
1: Well, it's very different dan from from a democracy and and people think uh, maybe through poor civics teaching that that the word democracy and and you hear you hear the American left they like to throw around the word democracy there's a there's a, a PBS show called Democracy now right and you know, Vladimir Lenin even wrote about the importance of democracy if you can believe that. In his, in his classic, The State and Revolution. So what's meant by the radical left in democracy is, is usually a very general, almost vague statement that has something to do with the masses and the grassroots and the little guy and mobilizing. And it's not what most Americans think of when they think of democracy. What, what we really are, we are indeed a constitutional republic. We have, we have a representative republic. We, we don't have people wake up every morning and go to their computers and 300 million of them vote on the latest bills that are being proposed. We, we elect representatives, elected representatives, 435 of them in the House, 100 of them in the Senate, 535 altogether in Congress. And these are the people who represent us in this republic that we live in, so we have a representative republic, and like um, you know, Ben Franklin famously said when he was uh, famously approached by a woman in a story that doesn't appear to be apocryphal after the constitutional convention, and, and she, she said, "What have you given us and And his answer was, "We've given you a republic, madam, if you can keep it. Yes, if you can keep it." And and I I think that's here we are in 2018, and it's probably a pretty good question. You know, can we be, can we keep it, and maybe even a better question is, can we really, can we continue to be entrusted with it in a responsible way, in in the way in which the American founders initially envisioned?
0: Yes. You know, i got to admit, I did something I've never done before this morning in preparation for our little talk today. And um, today we're talking with Dr. Paul Kangor. And dear listener, perhaps you're you're, uh, interested in what he's got to say. Just imagine yourself kind of sitting with Dr. Kangor, maybe in his car, uh, driving from a seminar, perhaps back to the college, and you have the privilege of Listening to uh, Doctor Kangor, as I tried to ask him a few questions, but but today, um, I I actually you're not going to believe this. I actually went to the website of the Communist Party USA, and I thought Mm -hmm. I do that
1: all the time. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah,
0: What are the issues that these folks care about? And um, I was shocked, and yet I guess I'm not too shocked that on every issue, uh, it's the issues that I'm hearing from. Uh, the socialists who are running to try to control our our country. Uh, everything from yeah. gun control to hating Brett Kavanaugh, um, opening our doors to illegal immigrants, uh, pushing for food stamps, uh, no coastal drilling, free college for everyone. Uh, the, it's a long list. I wrote them, uh, many of them down, including Target's bathroom policy, allowing men with dysphoria to use women's bathrooms, etc., etc. Um, and I'm thinking, wow, this is quite shocking. There's very little difference between the Communist Party USA and uh, the modern day socialists.
1: Well, you, and I think you're being too charitable there. You're being—I know you're being careful. You don't want to be partisan, but uh, it's almost an identical platform to the Democratic Party. And and I, I would—anybody listening who's offended by that, just do this type in John Bachtel. Now, Bachtel is the, the president, the general secretary of Communist Party USA, and his last name is spelled B-A-C-H-T-E-L-L, John Bachtel, and go to, oh, among others, his, his 2016 uh, Party Platform speech. And it is one long, giant, ringing endorsement with no apologies, hiding nothing for Hillary Clinton, and against and against Donald Trump, and it is absolutely and utterly indistinguishable from the Democratic Party platform. And and there's a number of reasons for that. One, they they just happen to agree with it. But also, Communist Party USA, and you probably notice this, Dan. Very rarely do they uh, refer to themselves as communists. They'll refer to themselves throughout the website. And their house organ, People's World, the successor publication to The Daily Worker does this as well. They refer to themselves as progressives. Again and again and again. Progressive, progressive, progressive. And you go there and you see very little, uh, or comparatively very little, on what you would think would be traditional Marxist ideas, like wealth redistribution, taxes, workers' rights. That's all up there. But far more, they're talking about culture. LGBTQ. In fact, they, they add an I and an A to it. They actually a people's world that they now use the acronym LGBTQIA. And for the unanointed, <laughs> the I is, the I is for intersex and the A is for asexual. Wow. So they've added that to the LGBTQ group. And the very latest that I've seen because apparently that's not quite good enough and that doesn't cover all the 71 different gender options on Facebook today. They're now using the, the acronym LGBTQIA+. <laughs> plus. So, so the plus can basically cover everyone, including people who are quote unquote gender fluid, who can, who can swap their genders daily and even hourly. So they didn't want to discriminate against the gender fluid, so they have them covered as well, too. So you see there a kind of a cultural Marxism rather than the classical economics class-based Marxism, and and it's just very generally left-wing, kind of far left, and to be totally candid, Marx and Engels wouldn't even recognize it.
0: Oh, that's interesting. I,
1: I, yeah, they would go to this and say, "What? What is? What's this? Gender? Um, yeah, yeah. Same-sex marriage? Gay marriage? What, what is this? What is this?" Now they they would they would say, "Well, I must commend you. We we wanted to quote unquote uh, abolish the family as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we wrote about this in the Communist Manifesto in 1848, but uh, people tried to have us arrested for it. We didn't think we'd ever find a way that we could do it, but." Wow, you found a way that you could do it. Uh, I don't know that I agree with This is one of the craziest things I've ever heard. But, um, uh, wow, you've you've accomplished the objective that we've sought out to do. Uh, You've figured out a way to redefine it. Congratulations.
0: Yeah. In the news um, just recently, too, uh, you know, we see a lot of uh, bullying going on. I remember during the Obama administration, uh, they were very much against bullying and yet uh now uh i see bullying from the left all the time and i see these little mobs forming you know pushing people um getting in their face embarrassing them sometimes destroying property and uh, i know that cnn doesn't like use of the word mobs but that's exactly what they are um well, they are mobs yeah of yeah so um We just came through a recent, very trying situation with the confirmation of Judge Kavanaugh. And uh, there were accusations and that sort of thing. Uh, Recently, you actually wrote an article titled, Remember the Scottsboro Boys. I'm wondering if you can uh, relate what you wrote there in that article to our listeners today.
1: Yeah, well, and speak, speaking of mobs, so part of this is this new movement called Believe Women, Believe Women. And this group, you want to see a mob. There there was an actual mob that they gathered around the uh, on the campus of USC, University of Southern California, in protest of one of their professors, James Moore, who in response to one of these Believe Women emails wrote that, Uh, He he said, well, the fact of the matter is that oftentimes people do lie. People do lie about sexual assault. And he didn't say damn all the time or a majority of the time. He said often. It happens often, right, which could mean only 5% of the time. And in response to that, uh, a mob formed and they, they created a group called Time's Up for James Moore. They demanded that he be fired. They gathered outside of his office. They unfurled this giant flag. It said, it said believe all sexual abuse survivors. And that's, that's their new mantra all of a sudden. But as I, as I pointed out in that Scottsboro Boys piece, the last needs to remember some of their favorite morality tales here. I mean, they've been teaching in their universities for years the case of the Scottsboro Boys where you had nine African-American boys in the South who were accused of gang raping two white women, Ruby Bates and Victoria Price in 1931. And, and Price and Bates, this, this went to trial. A lynch mob had formed in Paint Rock, Alabama, at a train station to, to take these boys, to take justice into their own hands. They were going to lynch them on the spot. The authorities stepped in from from Alabama, and instead of lynching him on the spot, they put him on basically a show trial, all-white jury, all-white judge, all-white judges, and the boys were sentenced to death, to execution. And a number of different things happened. A retrial took place in 1933, and one of the two women, Ruby Bates, said, hey, I lied. I lied. This, this This didn't actually happen. It turned out that the that the two women were not innocent lambs but but were apparently prostitutes and they were afraid of being arrested for you know quote unquote commerce across state lines, which could be a federal crime because they were traveling on a train. But but the, the moral of the story here is that is that these these two women both lied and in the course of lying they almost got these nine African American boys Executed. And liberals have been teaching that in, in our colleges for 60, 70 years. So I, I guess if, if we're now operating under the post Kavanaugh mantra, believe women all times because women don't lie about sexual assault, well, then let, let's go back and posthumously hang the Scottsboro boys because the boys must have all been lying because the women never lie about it. So um, all nine of them, nine out of nine, were guilty. Is this really the standard that the political left wants to operate under? I doubt it. I think they're just operating under it right now, Dan, because it's a handy tool getting people like Brett Kavanaugh. they are trying to get him.
0: Yeah, I think you're exactly right. Uh, today we're talking with Dr. Paul Kangor, and we're coming at some of the issues of our day from a biblical perspective. Um, you know, we have the scriptures that tell us that um, you shall have no other gods before me. Uh, they also tell us to honor our father and mother, that we should not commit adultery, that we should not kill. We we shall not steal. Uh, it's wrong to covet. Uh, thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. And uh, there's other um, case laws, the general equity of which would tell us that uh, you've got to have some evidence here when you're making an accusation Otherwise, there's no grounds at all for making such an accusation. For example, One witness shall not rise against a man concerning any iniquity or any sin that he commits. By the mouth of two or three witnesses, the matter shall be established. Deuteronomy 19.15 And so, these things, these issues, flow naturally from the Scriptures, and so therefore our interest in them. Um, we happen to be in America, which, uh, at least currently, is a constitutional republic. And Dr. Kangor, I'm thinking that uh, we're very blessed to live in such a constitutional republic, where the law is king.
1: Well, yes, with, with due process, and that Professor James Moore from USC, in his reply email, he said to his students, and keep in mind, you know, his his job as a professor is to help prepare students for the real world and also for, for the legal profession as well. Yeah. And, and, and he, he said to them, you know, this idea that believe all accusers at all times, uh, you're, you're going to be really, really thankful someday if um, when, when you get due process, if you were actually falsely accused. I'll give you another example here, Dan, that some people listening might know about. The case of Emmett Till. Emmett Till was a 14-year-old African-American boy from Chicago who was in Mississippi in 1955 and supposedly whistled at a white woman named Carolyn Bryant, who not only accused him of whistling at her, but making unwanted sexual advances toward her. And in response to this, Carolyn Bryant's husband and his brother went and hunted down Emmett Till and beat him to a pulp. Oh. They murdered, they killed him, they killed him. And, and Emmett Till's body was, was put in an open casket display by his mother so the world could see what they did to her little boy, oh. her 14-year-old boy. And as that one went to trial, and the murderers of Emmett Till were acquitted by an all-white jury and an all-white judge. And Carolyn Bryant, before she died just a few years ago, said, um, "I made that part up about the unwanted sexual advances. Oh, that dear. wasn't true." And she she said that should have never happened to that poor boy. Yes. So, uh, but here again, uh, liberals, liberals, right? Believe women. Women never lie. Okay. Then Emmett Till is a liar. Carolyn Bryant wasn't. And is that what you want to go by? You really want to do this? You really want to do this? And the answer is, no, they don't. They're just, again, stuck in the emotionality of the moment. And right now they want to do it to get Brett Kavanaugh. But a year from now, in another situation, they won't. So, but right now, the mob is using, believe, women to get people like Kavanaugh. So, this is the ideology that we're dealing with.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, I also find insincerity, and we got maybe a few minutes left, Dr. Kangor, insincerity regarding the First Amendment and uh, in the protection of, of free speech and that sort of thing. Have you observed anything along that line that's been troubling to you lately?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, once again, the idea, and here even with, with Professor Moore at USC, the, the idea that times up for for James Moore for the for this professor because he had he had he had merely voiced disagreement with 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 the Zeitgeist or I'll say it again with the mob and, and and for that you know it's time for him to lose his job because he didn't kowtow to what to what the what the mob was saying to the mantra of the, of the mob and and that mob too if that included not just just young girls but young boys and and i thought to i thought to myself when i saw the picture of this group hey guys (laughs) you you really know what you're doing here i I mean think about this I, i i mean come on guys think about this and the girls wait wait till someday when they're moms when 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 they are mothers and they have an 18 year old boy who's been falsely accused exactly and and when it happens i hope someone yanks out a picture and says here you were in the campus of USC with your with your "believe all women" sign. Yeah. How do you like that? Yeah, and, 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 and yeah, and let me say here, in, in case I am I, I'm sounding insensitive, um, I, I do want to believe women because I think that women, in the vast majority of these cases, um, do not lie. And I have a wife, and I have three daughters, and I know girls who've been sexually assaulted. So I, I see a very um, salutary purpose to all of this I'm glad the movements like Me Too and so forth are now out there but I guess what I'm saying here Dan is if it turns into an intransigent movement that becomes politicized and ideologized where where they, they use these mantras women never lie and they're using it only in the service of hurting someone like Brett Kavanaugh well I got news for you there girls you're going to undermine your own cause if you're not careful about this, yeah. right? Oh, so yeah. um, you're, you're going to blow up your own movement by turning it in, into a political, ideological tool to hurt people like Brett Kavanaugh.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Be careful what you wish. Uh, we've been talking with Dr. Paul Kangor, and his, I guess, most recent article was uh, published in The American Spectator, and the title was Women Who Lied About Sexual Assault. And uh, he gives a historical case here. It's well worth your reading. I would urge you to pick it up and uh, and read that. Dr. Kangor, if someone wants to read a book, uh, get some education, maybe even attend uh, a class that you have, how could they go about doing that?
1: Oh, well, thanks. Well, if they're interested in Grove City College, just Google Grove City College, go to our admissions page or also i would say go to um, google the center for vision and values which is our um, our think tank our group at grove city college to read our articles there and i also post stuff at american spectator and 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 my books are listed at amazon.com so it's uh, paul ken Gore, k-e-n-g-o-r so there you
0: go oh it's <laughs> wonderful wonderful Paul Kangor is Professor of Political Science, Grove City College, Executive Director of the Center for Vision and Values. He's also a visiting fellow at the Hoover Institution on War, Revolution, and Peace at Stanford University. Dr. Kangor, it's always an honor to talk with you. Thank you for joining us today.
1: Well, thanks, Dan. I, I really enjoy your show. You're such a gracious host, and I always tell all my colleagues, I always say, you want to do this guy's show. He's, he's, a, he's a really good guy and a great host.
0: <laughs> You're very kind. Uh, dear listener, please join us next week for another edition of A Plain Answer.